Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, Matthew Sanderson, and it was edited by Mike Mason. It's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Matthew Sanderson, and uh, this is episode 16. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. Mafiosa, Oddfield was surprised and somewhat horrified to see an old colleague, Dr. Valenz Masello, being roped into these dealings. They had worked together in the past, and the good doctor was in the process of being indoctrinated into Caduceus, which made him a man of interest to the mob. The plan they came up with was for Connor and Magnus to covertly break into the Red Hook warehouse and look for discrepancies in the manifest to see if Caduceus was indeed distributing drugs and undermining the Mafia, and to report back to their leaders. Back at Caduceus, our heroes did their best to bring Dr. Marcello up to speed. The good doctor was overwhelmed by the revelations of advanced technology and the knowledge of the existence of snake people. After touring Adi's lab, Gerhardt and Adi led the doctor down to meet the Queen of Serpents. He was notably impressed. That evening, the Frost Brothers managed to infiltrate the Red Hook warehouses, only to discover secret labs set up below ground. In one of them, it looked like Caduceus was growing giant mosquitoes in large horizontal cylinders. They managed to procure a sample and get out without being seen. What was Caduceus doing under that warehouse in Red Hook? Who could the heroes trust to tell them the truth of things? And would the good doctor be able to handle the dissolution of all his preconceived notions? Stay tuned to find out for yourselves in the further adventures of... So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? All right, thank you very much, Tom. So as we left it last time, Magnus and Connor have a little dead bug and have just got out of the warehouse in Red Hook. Whereabouts are you going next? Well, well I wouldn't call the bug little. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't call it little either. Uh, where, where do you think we should go, little brother? Well, definitely don't want to just bring Caduceus's little pet into their offices. I write back to them. No, I agree. Well, let's just bring it back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. 
put them in the, the freezer. Yeah. Okay. The ice box or whatever it is. Yeah. Ice box. Um, and then show the others at our leisure. Yeah. I also, uh, I'm a little, I don't know. I, something doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't believe the story that the, the mafia were worried about Caduceus bringing in drugs to come in on their trade. If that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe You're surprised Caduceus... that the mob isn't being honest with you? No, I, I you knew know they better, weren't being... Magnus. I, I knew that, but I'm just concerned, like, is this what the Mafia were really after? The dead bug? Or, like, I don't know what, I, I don't know. But I don't do you trust want to go Caduceus. Back and grab, get the manifest. No, no. Like, cause, like I said, the manifest isn't gonna tell us exactly what's there. Then Caduceus but, is that dumb. But the manifest might tell us something else. Cause think where they were sending your ship, right? Yeah. They were bringing that equipment there for a purpose. I'm sure there's a manifest about us going to Borneo. The thing's going to Bolivia. It might show us where Caduceus is operating. Globally. That's true. Well, listen, I think... I don't think we need to go back to the warehouse to get that, though, because there's probably a strong chance that Connors will have the manifests from the shipping yard. And he's just going to give this to us. Well, I did say to him that I could bring him a nice bottle of Irish whiskey. And he might accidentally just leave the manifest eyeing on the on the desk. Well, I mean that beats my plan of just slowly breaking his fingers, so Yeah, don't do that. He's a nice bloke. Um I mean let's call that plan B. B, get it with the bug? Okay. It's whatever. <laughs> Alright, let's take this uh critter back to the apartment I said, put it in the ice box and then uh We'll go have a conversation with Connors. Um, I've got a stock of Irish whiskey back at the apartment, so I'll grab the bottle up before we leave. Okay. Uh, by the time you get back to your place, um, there's not too much of a mess made inside the bag, other than that there's another weird green liquid that's seeping out of little parts of the bug from where it's been uh, from where it's been smashed. Mm. Um, so your, your bag's a little stained, but otherwise it's not not too bad. Um, you get it in the refrigerator or the, the ice compartment without any uh, without any problem, and it, it remains very dead. It's not it doesn't get up and walk or fly around in the middle of the night. But by the time that you wake up the next morning, it is still there. And what are you doing at that point? Uh, well, like I said, I'm planning to to grab a bottle of whiskey and go go have a conversation with. Uh, well, no, we weren't we meeting them in in uh, in Central Park, so we could take the bug to Central Park. Well, why not? <laughs> no, you know, I mean, we could because that's I mean, we're meeting. That's where I'm meeting the guys because I think finally they're starting to realize that we can't have all our top secret conversations in Caduceus because right so you know. so we just 
Weren't you meeting us there last night? Well, this night. Oh, but that was the case, then we should have done that. <laughs> I thought it was the next morning. morning. Yeah, because everyone else went back to their apartments to bed, essentially. Unless I'm remembering wrong. We are meeting you whenever we agreed that yeah, we were meeting right. you. <laughs> I'm like 95% sure we said in the morning we were going to meet at, uh, at Central, Central Park. Park. Yeah. All right, say 6 a.m. Yeah. All right, so we'll, Actually, yeah, we'll while do we're, while we're back at our apartment. Yeah. Magnus, have we swept this for any listening devices from Caduceus? No. So we'll do that. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, George, give me spot hidden, Rolf. <laughs> okay. Where are we talking about this bug of theirs that we've stolen? Oh, shit. Uh, a 61. 20 is going to be a hard path. I just got a regular. Okay. Uh, between the two of you, then, you kind of overlap in a few places just to do a four eyes principle and make sure that you haven't missed anything between you. You are pretty confident by the time that you go round and round and round that there is nothing lurking here that shouldn't be. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's all pretty secure in here. They, uh, they're obviously not uh, not cocky enough to actually put some listening devices in our apartment. Because I tell you what, if they did, they would have a severe problem. All right, so let's 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 take the bug, take the hand, right. put them in a fresh bag. Yeah, let's double bag it, <laughs> so it's not leaking. Well, this by this point, it's a nice solid mass, so it yeah. doesn't leak too much on the way. Like dethaws a little bit, but that's it's fine. So we can cut to six a.m. in Central Park. So even at this point, in the the city that never sleeps, you are not alone, but there are, there are a few people out and about. These these weird morning people, I can never understand how the hell they operate, but yeah, there's, there's, there's people around and about, but otherwise you have a nice, relatively quiet area you can, you can meet up in. It's kind of chilly this morning, yeah? Uh, yeah. Not that bad? No, not it's not <sighs> terrible, but you know, it's still much. There they are. Oh, what are they carrying? A bag, and bagel. I hope it's cream cheese and bagels. Well, you would be wrong there, Adi. That's far more exciting than cream cheese and bagels. What? What did you steal? Uh, let's see. Uh, this bug thing, this severed hand, uh, some goo. Right. We should probably give context to this, uh, and then we'll explain uh, to them what exactly play by play what happened to us. <laughs> I, the, I just. I just find it hard to believe that you go on a recon mission to find out uh, uh, some manifest and you come home with, with a bug and a severed hand. Hey, the All person right. was already dead when I took the hand. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cla just to clarify that, they were feeding dead people to the bugs, all right? They, they, we didn't kill the people. We it's actually so only had to knock out two guys, Adi. So Where did you go, to a morgue or something? Dead bodies and bugs? They use the bugs, don't they, no, to clean the bones? Uh, Caduceus are kind of, it looks like they're harvesting these giant bugs in the bottom of their basement of the one of the warehouses. What, what, what kind of giant bugs? Like, what do they look like? We will show you one. Its head's a little crushed. We'll open the bag and, and show them the 
the giant bug. Holy shit, that's like a big cockroach. Fantastic. And they, they have dozens of these things down there. Magnus. Yeah, but you said they were they were they were eating corpses? Oh yeah. yeah. I see this like this green sludge was all like like this hand. I just took that out of the little corpse that like this kind of little funneling the corpses to the bugs, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that dude. You could have any number of diseases. He's already a snake. He's fine. <laughs> Snakes aren't immune to all diseases, you know. What is what is that viscousy goo on the head yeah. there? Let's wait until we get this back to the lab. The thing is, is that they use bugs to clean the flesh off of bones in in uh, forensic science. So you might have just stumbled onto something like that. But this is a giant fucking bug. I don't know enough bugs. I, maybe it's from South America or something. Looks, uh, sounds like Gerhard had a question. Yeah, question for the keeper. That um, book that I uh, found, uh, bought at the store a couple weeks ago, for lack of a better word, yeah, I think we described it as like a monster manual. Monsters in that kind, yes. Do you do? I think it's worth researching this creature in that book. Is that the type of stuff that would be in there? This, it, well, give me a. It's just a bug. You know what, Adi? There's this or organization that's sending us to fight these interdimensional ancient snake people that use magic and. Yeah, the and bugs are even weird I'm sure, for a, for and, just a normal purpose. Uh, they, they have weird technology. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the weird technology. Why are you surprised they have weird technology? And they're no, feeding, I'm just saying, I, and, I, and they've got dead bodies. They, they, they're feeding dead bodies to giant bugs in their basement. That's I don't think it's no. for forensic science. And like, I, well, I maybe tell you, you don't right know now, what it's they're for. They're hiding it. They're hiding this facility as well. Like, like this isn't. You don't walk into the warehouse. And this is where it is. It's underground through like a steel And they've door. moved it once. They've hidden this. You know they that... They don't want people to know. Yeah, we don't want people to know what we're doing. That's... that's Why is that a mystery to you? I just... I'm, I'm concerned for you. There's Adi, stuff in that, that building that we work in. That you're I, I, ain't trusting of, I ain't trusting of a damn thing, but... I also don't go sticking my hands into machines or kicking them and destroying them for no good damn reason until oh, I find out what they are right. for. Many, many corporations hide their research from general yeah. public information. It's, it's a quite a common practice, especially if they've discovered such an amazing creature as this and are perhaps working on some sort of research with it. I mean, the queen, do you think all, we should just go ask. to the news? <laughs> All we ask is that is there another place place that you could I don't know like look into the like do dissect the bug or anything or take it to a lab that's not at Caduceus. Oh, I suppose, Doc. I don't know what you got at home, but uh, I could set up a makeshift lab. You know, at, at my apartment. Um, I don't know if Gerhardt wants his smelly thing in there, but. I do not have much at my home. It's it's not that big of a place. That's well, why I, I was could, so excited you know, to, to go. I've work. got a fairly fairly decent chemistry, so I can help. I can help identify this. Well, I've this got a photographic good. memory, so we can get some uh, some uh, some books on uh, entomology and in insects. Hey, uh, so Gerhard, is this uh, 
is this anything that you've seen or heard or I, I don't know you you know creepy yeah I was just waiting to get a word in edgewise but um uh it's kind of described in that book that I was reading uh it's called the shan s-h-a-n uh mm -hmm. it's an insect uh from shagai shagai what where is that in India or something uh no I think it's off planet so an off planet. They're very well described. Um, uh, this looks more terrestrial, though, from this planet. Maybe it's a crossbreed. Um, it's under the weird section. Uh, <laughs> it's all in the weird section. But it's a mutation of an Earth bug, but it's very reminiscent of something from uh, that's extraterrestrial. Do you have any idea what they might be using them for i mean like i said there was 14 massive containers that tell us enough i'd have to look at it i'd have to see what this stuff is wait a second <laughs> what about the mafia their mafia yeah. are expecting something from you do you have it we've got one of the manifests but um i don't any drugs believe... no but that's the other thing i don't think the the mafia are worried about drugs i yeah I think there's something else. I think maybe, I don't know why, but maybe they're they're after this. How would they know about it? If I it's a secret, how could anybody know about it? I have an idea that I've I, I I've got a really bad feeling from what we've learned about um, the serpent people and stuff. I've got a really bad feeling that someone in the mafia may be a serpent person. I'll have to ask the queen how we could detect them. Well, I know she said something about the, the shadows. Right. But uh, she also said that's not a guaranteed check. Right. Quick question. Was the, was the bug eating the bones as well or just the flesh? There that's weren't any question. skeletons. That's, so, that's what you're asking. If, if Caduceus or any other parties, possibly the mafia, wanted to fully erase the existence of a person, what a mm. better way. Uh -huh. There's a lot of better ways. You just toss them in the ocean. But the Nobody will body, ever know them. The body will bloat. It could float to the surface. Could be found There's by several aspects. No, this, this didn't feel like a disposal. I mean, it looked more like a farm than anything yeah. else. Like they're, they're breeding these things for... Yeah, it looked like it was more of a, like, they just happened to be feeding these things. No, the easiest way is I could just act and ask Dr. Gonsalves what the hell is going on over there. Hypothetical, but the lizard people live underground. These creatures or these bugs might be uh, burrowers. Maybe they were going to use them as a weapon against the lizard people. The, the gentlemen, the, the, uh, looking at this, this bug, it, it has quite a lot of resemblance to... Uh, to a mosquito. Look, look here and here, the, the sacs that usually drain blood. I, I, I'm almost certain this is some form of mosquito. But what's perplexing is, is underneath those sacs, if you look closely, there's little, little green, green sacs, smaller, almost like some sort of venomous sac. I'm not sure what's going on here. I've never seen anything like this, but it's certainly looks quite a bit like a 
a form of a mosquito. How did you get a hold of this bug? Well, well we, we opened up, I opened up their little container. Magnus killed one and we stuffed it in a bag. Oh my God. Have you ever heard of germs? The common cold diseases? No, I don't think I've ever heard of a disease. You know what? There are diseases that are so deadly that if you're even exposed to them for a second, you're going to be dead. And you're you know, kill I was exposed to a disease that required me to be made part snake. Mm -hmm. I think I'm very familiar with Well, look, let, let's All not, I'm saying is stop not, opening shit. <laughs> let's not do this out in the open. Let's get back to, to Adi's and uh, we'll, we'll, we can dissect the, the bug properly there and, and, and things like that. I'm, but of, of course. Yeah. Although the doc seemed like he wanted to do that right here. Yeah, oh, I don't think we should uh, do that in the middle of Central Park. Oh, doc, sorry. Don't, don't you have a, myself. a medical this... office? Um, I, I do. It's, it's small. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not good for this at all. That's why I left at the opportunity when Caduceus came to me for, for a research lab. I have nothing near as, as complex as what they've offered. Let's yeah, take I, this back to our apartment. Have you have you like swapped yeah. your place for for listening to voices and stuff? Yeah, the cat did so. And it's all good. Right, it was good. Unless right? they have some way of listening in on us that we don't know about. All right, well, let's get it back there anyway. Yeah, I think I've got some equipment at home that we can at least analyze what this green. Well, Adi, you could take a small sample of the stuff and put it into your machine later you don't we don't need to bring the whole bug in i could do all of that well let's let's go somewhere say it's, it's only six in the morning we're not really expected to be at caduceus for another couple of hours yeah let's pick up also, a bunch of coffee and head to our we place. can take a photo of it and uh show it to the the queen not sure that's a good idea we don't trust the queen that much yet except for uh heinrich well, gerhard does and i trust gerhard so Trust well, me, I don't, I don't you trust understand, the queen. You understand the whole point of deception is trusting somebody who's lying to you. You've got to be careful of that. Just because you have a gut feeling doesn't mean that it's true. You tell me to be careful. You be careful. Okay. Don't trust anyone. Don't trust me. I don't. <laughs> Good. If, if we could I just sure as fuck by. don't trust you. <laughs> my, my apartment, I, I have some equipment there. I could set up a little place if that's all right. I might have some weirdest stuff at my place. So let's go there first. And uh, maybe we'll keep this on the down low, find ourselves a little uh, a little apartment somewhere where we can rent it and uh, yeah, yeah. set up our own private little lab I'll, away from Caduceus. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Adi. Yeah. Let's... Uh... Find out if the apartment directly above yours is for rent. If not, I'm sure we could scrape together enough money to encourage the person to move out. We'll build, we'll put it in a fake name, and we'll build a ladder right from your apartment. Why, why, why do you need money to it? I, I think you're, you're, you're talking about uh, a little, we just find some place nowhere near any of our and also, um, yeah, don't don't ever spend money to get somebody to move. There's far easier and cheaper ways. Using money besides, that's hard. old. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, old Mister Johnson, and he's a war veteran. I believe in karma. 
Kame is Kana's middle name. Uh, let's go. Okay. All so right. You're going, sounds like you're going to a combination of going back towards getting some stuff there, going to uh, the doctor's place, getting some stuff there, and then you're going to look for somewhere that you can rent. Well, not immediately. I think we'll go back to my place. And we'll do whatever little tests we can do there with whatever equipment I might have on hand. Okay. And if we need more equipment, then we'll get some from the doctor. I can sneak some out from the work from work. And if we can find a place to set up a lab, a second base of operations, we'll do that. that that's going to take a week at least. Oh, depending on how lucky you are. Hmm. In New York City? <laughs> no, you never know. Right, in which case, having a thorough look over the bug and having a look at the hand, um, ideally, chemistry is going to be the best skill for this. So if okay. you have that, you can make a straight chemistry roll. Uh, failing that, you can also try a hard medicine roll as well. I got an 18 out of 55 in my chemistry. Oh, there you go then. Right. This starts to maybe set alarm bells off then. Um, as you're having a look, particularly at the green fluid. Um, there's words like Geneva Convention that come to mind after the, after the First World War, where chemical warfare was explicitly banned. This is a nerve agent. This is nothing short of chemical warfare, that you, um, a bioweapon that you are now in possession of. And Magnificent. We're breathing it in. Uh, it looks like it's contact. So at the minute, you're not, um, you're not worried about it gas right. um, gassing. Right. But whoever would be bitten by the bug would be infected, would not be say, infected, but would have this transmitted to them. Okay, so if they're bitten by the bug and it transmits its venom, it would be a nerve agent. There's actually a lot of insects and stuff that have uh, nerve agents and spiders that, that uh, affect the is nerves. I'd say it's lethal. But this is clearly a form of a mosquito. This is not natural, at least for anything I'm aware of. So, so the question is, what you're saying is caduceus are breeding um, biohazard mosquitoes that can kill people and they're feeding them dead bodies. It looks like the bodies are being used as effectively a culture to, bre uh, to breed the bioweapon. Right, right. But then so, they are feeding on to sustain. As, as it's a mosquito, it needs blood. So essentially it's, it's drinking contaminated blood out of the bodies that they're throwing into the tubes. I have a question for you, Frost. Uh, uh, Magnus. Which one? <laughs> Magnus. Yeah. What links this Red Hook place with Caduceus? How do you know that it's Caduceus? Well, they they own it. Like in the the manifest we do have, and I'll pull that the, from the first building. It's got it's got Caduceus. It's it's their thing. I when I was shipped out, everything I was in on that first boat came out of the second building. So. We know it's Caduceus. Okay. And trust me, the technology underneath, it's Caduceus. Oh, also the second warehouse is packed full of explosives. I don't think we mentioned yeah. that. If you want us to get rid of it, we can't. No, not necessarily. Once again, we don't know what we're doing what we're dealing with here. No, what I'm saying is they are they are very prepared to get rid of it all themselves, is what it feels like. Right. Yeah. But what if what they're preparing for is a war with the bad lizard people, snake people? And if you were to blow it all up, they would lose the only weapon that they might have available to them. Oh, 
I feel like we would have to find out if perhaps the poison that these mosquitoes have is effective against the the snake people. If if it's the same poison, it it may not affect them the same way. Well, well like if I said, I... I'm pretty sure there's a serpent people person somewhere in the mafia because that's why I'm tr- I I don't think that this drug story is legit. I didn't think it was legit from the beginning. So I'm pretty sure when we got taken to that restaurant, one of those guys, someone high enough up, this is what they're after. I'm just not so sure that we can make that leap. If there was a snake person and the snake person knew about that, what would he need us for? Scapegoat. Scapegoat for what? He'd just blow the place up or whatever he'd want to do with well, it. He wouldn't he, need not us. If he's, not if he's wanting to keep his cover with what he wants. And like, he needs, if he's killed one of the mafia, he can't just go and tell to take their body. He can't just tell the other mafia, oh, hey, let's go and get this biohazard we- weapon. If he he's say, an, oh, let's go do these drugs. If he's an undercover uh, snake person, then he's going to tell his snake comrades and have them yeah. take care of it. Well, maybe he has. We don't know. I, I don't know. Well, we don't. I, I, I think that it's you're, you're making a leap that doesn't make much sense at first, but I will keep that in mind. I, I think that what we're more in danger of is trying to figure out what they've got this weapon for. And if the weapon is for use on lizard men, or what's it called? The dark, the the just my my photographic memory fails me so much. Um, the night, the night people. Night no, no, no. Oh, the inner night. The inner night. The inner night. I should write that on every page in front of me. <laughs> if this is for use against them, I mean, we don't know. There's a war going on here. Didn't you mention there wasn't two factions of snake people, but three? three? So in theory, they could have more than one infiltration. There could be a couple different sides infiltrated. Mm-hmm. In. Actually, even to make it clearer, there are two factions. One of them's the Ennanite, and the other one is the worshippers of Yig. And then there's the queen. And the queen seemed to have belonged to a third faction that we don't even know exists anymore. She's been asleep for a thousand years. Of course, the queen has told us that. Whether the queen is honest. We saw things on the walls that seemed to back up her story, at least a little bit. To pick, Might my, my her people be long extinct then, perhaps? And it's just the remaining two clans? You know, it That's, would be really handy to have Angel here right now. He could just touch this thing and tell us. He's on some sort of mission. Yeah, I yes, agree. Yes, Angel, Angel should touch the contact poison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, Marcelo, you haven't, you haven't met and Angel. Angel, you, you have, no, you no, 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 no. No, 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 no. He's just a buddy. He's got a nickname, the Angel, because he seems to show up out of nowhere. Uh, But he does seem to have, I wouldn't have believed it. I'm sure you won't believe it until you see it. He has this ability called psychometry. He can touch an object and he can tell things about where the object's been, who's touched it before, and 
kind of read their minds a little bit. It's I couldn't oh, I did Houdini not believe it. used to disprove that stuff all the time. Are yeah, you sure this, this is on the up and up? This I he's told me things that he couldn't have possibly known. And uh yeah, I'm I'm the biggest skeptic in the world. Mm. And I'll tell you about the black candle at some point too. That's I could show you that. You are in a world of bizarreness and, and wonders beyond your imagination. All right. So what do we what do we want to do? What's the plan of attack? Well, I think I need to snoop around some at Caduceus mm -hmm. and see if I can find any references to Red Hook and what they might be up to. I think that they trust me enough that they're going to let me into rooms to do research, to look into their, their books and stuff without watching me every five minutes. And I can, I can use the excuse if I pull some book off and I start looking through it and stuff, and they say, oh, you're not supposed to look at that. I say, oh, oh I'm sorry. Just put it back. They'll never I, know. I could accompany you, and, and we could be doing yeah. research, so to speak. Well, Doc, one thing that we got to work on is we had this machine. I told you about it, that you could analyze substances and find out what they actually were, diseases and so forth. Unfortunately, our one really good working model uh, got melted down in a solar bomb. Uh, <laughs> I have one in the lab, but it's not completely functioning correctly, so I need to work on it. But now that I've seen it working, now that I've read the manual, I've memorized the manual, I think we can get it back working again with your help. Oh, excellent. In which case, we can break this up down, find out what it's made out of, find out what it is. And well, what that goo is on that hand. While you, while you do that, why don't me and Connor go and investigate this mafia angle? Yeah, that's probably a good idea, but be careful. Oh, we, I mean, I'm not, we're not going to rush in guns, guns blazing. That's not what we do every time. And please don't give them any more of our technology. I, I, I imagine now yeah, that you've got the that, mafia out there. That, with... Who gave the mafia our technology? Part of that was me trying to Magnus. see how they re would react to it. Because Magnus were... gave him a, a flamethrowing handgun or hand thing. Remind me when, uh, just when I'm, if I ever have to undergo disease quarantine again. Yeah, somebody has to watch my brother. My... <laughs> Guys, speaking of books. Pass. I got a couple copies. Pass this one around. It's American Sign Language. It's fairly rudimentary. You should be able to learn it in a couple of days. I know I've one thing. Sitting in the corner quietly reading while you guys are discussing this. It's going to be essential, I think, the way we operate. Finally, we'll get to find out what this means. Oh, I learned this one. That's asshole. Why do you wiggle your finger around it, though? That's kind of strange. <laughs> All right, Gerhard, what do you do? You want to come with me and Connor, or do you want to go with the doc, or do you want to go in there? You could. I need talk to, to your girlfriend. See the queen, and I hold up a little paper bag that's moving and jumping and squeaking. Hey, let's is that is that <laughs> that better not be the cat? Long no, and the cat's <laughs> on my shoulder. Long tail, long tail mice. Oh God. 
Did you get, at least give one to the cat? The cat gets those. frisky nibbles or whatever. Does he want one? Does he want it? Want one? Kind of turns its nose up at the. Uh, what I thought. Yeah. Bit more refined taste. Hey, look, do you remember what we talked about yesterday, Gerhard? If you, we should plant our own listening device in the queen's chamber. Well, if Caduceus wants to eavesdrop on us, we should eavesdrop on their conversations with the queen. We can, but we first we're. She's learning chess and she's learning sign language and we'll be able to well, communicate. Look, I, we've been beating around the bush. Having the queen tell us what her and Caduceus have been talking about is not acceptable. I want to know exactly what they're talking well, about. I'd, so if I'd, we can implant a listening device without telling the queen or Caduceus, that I'd would be even better. Too. Odds the man to create such a device I'm just building a rapport with the queen for now and a way for us to talk without them knowing. The problem with the listening device is that they're fairly large. Correct. And Caduceus has probably built them into the structure itself so that you don't see all the wires and all of the uh, the stuff involved. I'm not sure if I could miniaturize something like that. I mean, vacuum tubes are huge. Well, even just the... I don't know. I don't know. So, if it can't be done, it can't be done. And also, if we all start communicating in sign language and the people listening in just notice that we go in there and the room's just silent all the time. Well, we, can, we can talk. We can talk about the weather while we're saying other stuff with our hands. Could, might we create a little, a little table with a chess table built into the top that holds chess pieces of various types and at the very bottom of the little table might be the listening device we could wheel That's it into her chamber yeah. and we could then play I love playing chess Gerhard I believe you too we could yeah. play chess with the queen then leave it back behind as a gift could even That's a pretty good website. idea Yeah like our own Trojan horse. Conceal it in a... But if it has any moving devices, the queen will hear it. We, oh. It will be good to hear what's going on, but there's, I there's, there's no to... moving devices, but... Let me work on that. It's an interesting well, idea. Everybody should read the chat real fast. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> He's had an idea, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adi. He's thinking. I can just tell it. See the oh, no. I'm just listening to you guys. <laughs> Along with the doctor's idea and Adi's manpower and, and uh, inquisitive mind, I think it's not out of the realms of science. Mm. One thing right. we got to, you know, we got to sort of think in terms of probabilities. What is the probability that that Caduceus would be putting so much effort into not letting anybody at Caduceus find out what Caduceus is doing. It doesn't make much sense. I th well, granted I'm sure this. The, I'm sure the people in the inner circle of Caduceus are well aware of everything that's going on, but we are yeah. not. Yeah, like it's, think of it this way. The guy who's the janitor at Caduceus isn't going to know they've got a warehouse. C Caduceus, sent us, Caduceus sent us in a situation with a... Yeah massive bomb and didn't tell us about that 
They also sent us to a place to go pick up a giant snake mummy. Don't forget that in both of those cases, we were newbies. And they did send somebody with us who was in charge. And he did tell us every time we asked him a question what was going on. I'm saying that Caduceus, I'm sure, does go through the effort to hide things from other people. I'm sure they do, but I think they're putting most of their effort into hiding them from the rest of the world. But if you go through all that effort, it's not that much harder. The things that are in my lab at Caduceus, very few people know about in the rest of the world. People don't know about these flamethrowing guns, except now they do. Because you've given one away. They'll probably use them and blow themselves up within a week. Let's hope so. Otherwise, there could be a mafia wars with flamethrowing guns. They don't don't have the technology to replicate any of those. You don't. You think that I'm the only ingenious in the world? Sure, the mafia could. And what if you've already offered my services to them? What if they just hold a gun to my head and? And well, say, say, now no, make us more. Well, Caduceus has sponsored good medical research to help in many, many places. And it seems to me that if there are some of these fantastical creations that, of course, are secret, but some of us know of it, it stands to reason that there might be a, a, a tiered level of, of security clearance. Perhaps there is. the next level, there might be something... A, a, uh, another layer of the onion might be revealed. That's kind of why I'm trying to get in bed with uh, with Gonsalves because I think he's probably the top scientist. He might might be wrong, but uh, if yeah, he let's, knows anything, let's not talk about who's getting in the bed with who just yet because I really don't want to pitch a Gerhard with the Queen. Right? Let's uh, let's go do our our jobs. So you guys are going to go and uh, try and do some research on what exactly was going on at Red Hook. Gerhard, you're going to talk to the Queen. Me and Connor are going to go and uh, spy on the Mafia. Yeah. Right. Report back here at, what do we say, 2 o'clock? Why don't we do this? When we have something to report, let's uh, use some sort of a sign language thing. Or let's just, you know, when we're talking to one another, we do this, which means we're going to have to call for a little meeting somewhere okay. give everybody the signal that something's up it just looks like you're scratching your nose all right of course well if you really are scratching your nose and you do this and then you realize that you're giving the signal you do this or like this so they know oh a mistake it sounds like Odd, the Doctor, and Gerhardt are going to Caduceus. We're going to go back to Caduceus, yeah. And then Connor and Frosty are going to have a word with your friendly neighbourhood family. Yeah. Okay, so in which case we'll do the trio first. So you head back to Caduceus headquarters. It's so still fairly early morning at this point. Um, probably the first wave of staff are coming in for about eight or so. Uh, we'll say that it is by this point. So, yeah, still fairly sluggish uh, people arriving in the morning. Uh, the ever present security guard is there on the front desk. Uh, gives you a wave as you head on through. And you're inside. Where do you want to go first? 
Well, I'm going to go find Dr. Gonzalez if he's in his lab. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to fish for information, but I'm not going to do it directly. I'm just going to be like, you know, you said that I could have access to these various texts. I'm very interested. Um, and just marvel at the wonders of the things that we could be working on and what else is going on and see if he mentions curing cancer with bug juice or, <laughs> you know, okay. that sort of thing. Okay, you find him in his lab. Um, who else is going with you at this point? Oh, I'd love to go along. Yeah. Equally yeah. as curious. Uh, hey, Victor, this is uh, Dr. Uh, Valenz Marcello. Uh, he's actually an old colleague. We worked together building an iron lung. Yes. So he's a, he's a little bit of the gadget fella, but not as much as I am. Ah, interesting, interesting. Now, I've, I've met him before, like once or twice when being brought on board, but that was pretty much it, right? right. Yeah, definitely, yeah. He, he is a face that is definitely seen around um, Caduceus HQ. Very elegant mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With ever-present white lab coat and always has a couple of pens sticking out of his pocket that he's uh, ready to use at any point. Yeah. So if you find him in his lab, um, the main thing that he seems to be working on when you come in uh, is that he has this rather large gramophone that he's playing a, reco- uh, that he's playing a recording on. Oh, what you got going on here? Um, he looks to you uh, almost with a kind of look of well, it's part puzzlement and part, um, I suppose you could almost say worry on his face as well. Um, he says, oh, this is uh, something that we've picked up on uh, from one of our agents out in the field. Uh, it's a bit close to home, actually. This, this has come from uh, a radio station down in Oklahoma. Um, they're playing this out of Oklahoma City, and it's uh, it's a little worrying. Uh, he winds it back, drops the needle down on the um, on the record, and this very uh, very southern accented uh, voice, male, uh, comes across. It's quite staticky, so it's not it's not a perfect recording. But uh, the quote that this particular passage of the broadcast states, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and every last beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. This is the word of the Lord. Which anyone who with uh, a degree of... uh, Genesis. Indeed, yes, Genesis 3.14. Um, you can give me a listen roll, though. All right. Uh, me as well. Yep. Anyone that's there can give me can give me the listen roll. Now, was I with you guys for this? Or yeah, you're I... here. Okay. Yeah, you can be. Yeah. No um, yeah. Well, I recognize it as Genesis, but I, I don't see why this is concerning you. It's talking about okay. Satan, yeah. Yeah, but listen a little a little closely. Um, he starts adjusting. Um, a couple of dials underneath the, um, I think the megaphone, and the voice drops away, and the static comes to the forefront. Uh, did anyone pass the roll? Oh, three. 
Oh, mm. right. Okay. You, you hear this before he even uh, before he even starts to isolate the uh, kind of the undercurrent here. Um, that there's almost, well, not almost, but but you definitely you can hear there is a second voice on the recording on the broadcast. This hissing sound with lots of lingering s's, which says, "Wondrous yield the ungodly under yig, bestowing blessings to lie and strike the blessings yield waiting heart." Hugh under Popong curious lies, and his waiting of the serpents curious and glittering. Come thou to his home in Bingham, where thy curiosity will satisfy. That doesn't sound like Genesis to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hear what you're hearing. I'll, I'm hearing just oh, some uh, creature. Uh, Talking about oh, Yig. Gunclavis, could we just one more time for... Can we oh. isolate? Yeah, he... Again, he, play, he plays with some of the dials. You don't need a listen roll at this point. Um, it's a little bit more. Um, you really have to kind of pick through the static, but you can just about make out the words. Yeah, wondrous yield the ungodly under yig, bestowing blessings to lie and strike. The blessings yield waiting heart. He under who upon curious lies, and him waiting of the serpent's curious mind glittering, Come thou to his home in Bingham, where thy curiosity will be satisfied. Bingham, Oklahoma. Indeed. Um. My goodness. Uh, so they're somehow transmitting a simultaneous broadcast to both Christians and snake people, worshippers of Yig. That's really interesting. It is possible to to send out um, uh, two radio frequencies that are one interwoven with the other to send out two separate messages. You know, the people who are sending out the, the preacher stuff might not even be aware that they're being uh, superimposed. Yeah, piggybacked. Um, I wonder, sorry, I don't mean to, if you listen deeper, is there someone speaking Narcal in their history? No, we've, we only isolated the two separate voice tracks. Um, anymore, we think and the, the signal would just be garbled, but you okay. can both but you know, Heinrich, you know, Heinrich, it's possible that nobody speaks Natal anymore except for uh, the Queen. No, wouldn't these, the, the snake people themselves would have retained their language? I don't know. We don't speak the same language that we did 2,000 years ago. Why would they? But who knows? Um, anyway. It's interesting. Have you found these kind of recordings on any other uh, broadcasts? Do you guys monitor broadcasts? No, no, it wasn't something that we were... Uh, well, it's not from Oklahoma, anyway. Uh, nothing that we were focusing on particularly. Um, this came to us purely by chance. Well, uh, maybe we should. Oh, Doctor. Well, oh, go ahead. Oh, Dr. Gonclavis, uh, uh, what's your take on this? Are, are you... What's your what's your first reaction to such? Well, I'm thinking it's some kind of call that the radio signal is being used as a, a method to invite or call people that can hear it subliminally to this to this place, this Bingham. Um, I've already uh, sent word up the chain about this because this is obviously important this this could be certain people activity yeah but i think it's almost definitely that oh uh mr Meadham agrees um he's coming here 
to oversee uh, to oversee this operation. Oh, finally get to meet the miss, Mister Meadum. Um, yeah. I think from from the reports he's well, at least the words I've heard from him since reading your reports of what happened in North Borneo, I think he wants you and your team to go there and find out what's happened. Well, that makes sense, but we got to handle this kind of delicately because as far as we know, the Yigians, if that's what we want to call them, aren't particularly hostile unless you know something more. It's it, They're not the children of, I mean, the, the inner night. They're worshippers of Yig, not Sathagua. Hmm. Um, Maybe we'd be a little need to be a little bit more diplomatic. I'm not sure that there's a couple of members of our team that are not precisely the most diplomatic people in the world. I wonder who you're talking about. Uh, the Frost Brothers. They think with their guns and with their feet and their breaking things. With oh. delicate if if these are Yig followers with delicate, um, I'm at a loss of words. Uh, diplomatic diplomacy, we might be able to side with them against the. We might get them to to side against the the. I'm sorry, inner night. Yeah, yeah, it may maybe why they're calling themselves together because they may be having problems, the inner night themselves. We don't know. We don't know anything about it. But uh, Bingham, where's that? Where's that close to Oklahoma City? Or yeah, from from my understanding, it's a, uh, a little way to the, I think the southeast, or it's south southeast southwest, some somewhere around there. I can't remember exactly. It's going to take uh, a number of hours to fly out there. Um, so, do we have any special defenses? Should things go wrong? Any special weapons? Uh, that are most effective against snake people. Well, we we do have a few bits in the uh, in the stalls, in the uh, the armory, you could say. Uh, normally, traditional weapons are fairly effective. Um, there's mm. nothing that would be just specifically built for certain people. I mean, they're in terms of how durable or how tough they are. They're in a lot of ways, not too dissimilar to you or I. I see. Um, some of them can be a little bit more, a little bit more tough. The the skin can be adapted. It could be tougher and have like a form of natural armor. But no, bullets work. Uh, knives work just as well as anything else. I mean, we like I say, we've got some things that we can we can use in our supply, uh, like the uh, the flying fangs or the uh, wing vipers their uh, equipment that we have plenty of. That we and they're, they're poison-tipped, aren't they? Yes. Uh, they, they're primarily used for their, not necessarily their damaging capabilities, but for the side effects of being, of being hit by them. What, they, um, they would be effective against other serpent creatures? Yeah, but they would be effective against serpent people as well as, as, well as human beings. What, yeah. what sort of poison is on them? Uh, mostly neurotoxins, uh, abilities to stun individuals, particularly. Precisely. Um, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. I was going to mention I have a decent array of of uh, tranquilizers that work exceptionally well with humans. But uh, if if we could know of something that could be uh, 
work equally as well and powerfully against a, a snake person. This would be incredibly helpful. Yeah, I mean, I imagine, I imagine if it works on a human being, then it will probably work on a certain person as well. Um, admittedly, there there are some venoms that would not be particularly great against them because they're they, because they inherently have venom themselves. Has you know this what? been tested, Doctor? Do we on, know this? On the few certain people we've been able to uh, bring in that are um, in a condition enough where they can be experimented on. You know, it might be a question we could ask the people at a zoo if they have any large reptiles that they need to tranquilize once in a while, then they might know exactly what's effective against reptiles. One other court request. If our team is going to go down to Oklahoma and we might possibly come up against yig worshippers, I know an organization vast as this who actually specializes in combating them would have literature on YIG. And I'm not talking run-of-the-mill paperwork. I'm talking some deep diving information. Greatly appreciated if we're expected to go into the belly of the beast. Yeah, the most more information we can have, the, be the better prepared we can be. Precisely. Oh, definitely. We, we, can, we can definitely get you some material on YIG. Um, that's, that's definitely, definitely possible. Um, the thing I would definitely also emphasize at this point is that even if it turns out that the if this broadcast is coming from a human source and human worshippers of yig are not unknown that these people are essentially good um, as has been mentioned before in the orientation pack that you've uh, that you've all read pauses for a moment there and then looks back to the doctor and says Actually, I don't think you've read uh, the orientation pack yet, have you? We've uh, kind of filled him in on a lot of stuff. Right. Um, I'm probably going to have to get some paperwork to fast track your uh, promotion to uh, your colleague's ranks then. Um, we'll have a room set up for you where we can bring a orientation pack to you with some, uh, with some light reading. Sorry if we kind of overstepped... Uh... Uh, bounds, but I've known the doctor for years now. Oh, yes. No, that, that's no problem. Uh, I'll have a word with uh, Mr. Needham and see if we can get you also in, enrolled then to the uh, to the Oklahoma mission. Um, but yes, yes, as I said, we can definitely get uh, YIG material, but the human worshippers of YIG are not uncommon, uh, or not unknown. YIG is a benevolent god. It has no hostile intention as far as we are aware to humanity. So if this does just turn out to be human worshippers, go easy on them. That's why I was saying earlier, I think with what little I do know about Yig, this isn't a bad thing. We might have an ally against the inner night here. I mean, this is all just in my head, but I, I'm hoping for hope. Well, look, I, I would like very much to go through a lot of archives and see what I can find, uh, what information I can find, any, any, any kind of reference material. If I could just have access, I'm not sure where you keep it all. Uh, most of it's in the, um, in the storerooms up on the seventh floor of the archive room. All right. Will I have any trouble getting in there? 
oh no 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 you, you've got access you can you can go right. straight up excellent would it be okay uh, doctor to for me to accompany him I, i'm most eager to to absorb this to be of assistance if i am selected for this this uh, departure sure sure um just before you before you leave today come back uh, come back to me and i'll have a room set up with the with an orientation pack for you because we don't we don't let them leave the building so we, we're quite uh, yeah we're, we're quite secure on that on that front oh certainly well, one other question um i i've understood that there is such a thing as a a uh serpent human uh is, is there any sort of hybridization going on medically does has that happened his, his eyes raise, or his eyebrows raise one and then the other. Um, looks too odd and too Gerhardt. <laughs> He's probably looking at everywhere else other than him. Um, and just looks at you for a second in just this dumbfounded silence and then says, e Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've been studying something similar to this, and I had a leap of connection since there's been work with them. And I'm wondering, has there been any long-term studies on side effects with the human recipients? What might we expect from a human? Just curious. I started work on this actually a few years ago myself. Ah. I told you he's good. <laughs> rather astute and we need a medic on our team so sorry no, it's this this definitely I, I can make sure i can smooth this over I, this this will not be a problem it will not be a problem the main side effects of the hybridization process that we have identified with subjects over a prolonged period of time is that when they are let's say deployed in the field that they stand a higher risk of physical damage or physical injury the more the subject um, takes harm or is harmed um, receives injury the more the snake part of the process comes to the fore um, skin may eventually uh, start to need to be shed to replenish regenerated material underneath the more that takes place, the more aphidian the individual becomes. Well, that makes sense because they have the regeneration powers. But the regeneration is snake regeneration, not... Uh... Mm -hmm. ah, I see. Precisely that. I love to review these studies. This is utterly fascinating. Yeah, I'm sure there's, we, can get, we can provide you with some of the um, some of the background work that we've done on uh, done on this. So this is a process that has been uh, has been utilised for a very long time. This wasn't pioneered by ourselves. This is quite ancient technology that we're using. It's new to us, but uh, not new. Oh, yes. yeah. All right. A while. I think I'll get started, gentlemen. Let's go up to the library. You have. Thanks, Adi. Once we're out of earshot from that gentleman, it's the three of us, uh, I'm going to go down and see the queen. I don't, if any of you want to come, if not... No, I'm going to go upstairs. So then I'll meet you I at would, the doctor? 
I'd love to to uh, uh, join you for a game of chess with the queen, but right now I'm absolutely preoccupied with, with studying what's up there. That This is such a great new world. I'll see you up there in an hour, give or take. So, Doc, uh, our friend Connor, uh, who you've now met. Oh, yes, uh, I remember him. When we were in Borneo, he became infected with something we call the Yellow Death. It's a disease. Uh, and uh, there is no cure for it uh, except by uh, limited hybridization uh, uh, with the lizard person. So Connor is, in fact, a hybrid at this point. Mm. We don't know how it was done. It was done by the medical staff here in some manner that we are not familiar with. We were not allowed to be there when it was done, but... Uh, he seems to be showing no outward side effects. Yeah, he hasn't been he's injured. Quite at all. terrifying looking, but I'd imagine that's him on a. No, nah, he good looked day. like that. I imagine once he turns completely looking like a snake, he'll be far more pleasant. But uh, we also have one other instance, and that's uh, you haven't met him. We mentioned the angel earlier, and uh, the angel was actually struck by a kind of a. Um, I don't know what to call it, a light beam that was part of uh, Snake Man technology. Uh, he was struck in the hand, and his hand is transformed partially. Uh, he's a little scaly on his hand. Oh. Uh, but uh, So he's a partial hybrid, too. And there's another thing that he's a hybrid with, but we won't talk about that right now. It's gross. Fascinating. Um, and... Uh, Gerhardt's apparently trying to make uh, hybrid children, but uh, really, with uh, what? I'm I'm joking. He's I think he's a little bit enamored of the queen. Let's oh. get up to those books. Let's see what they got up here. Let's go. Yeah, and also then for the doctor's benefit, I've just given you a fairly big info dump in the um, in the chat that will go over the orientation package that the others have already read. So read read that at your leisure. Right, heading upstairs then to the archives. Uh, this is where you're near the office where your friend Connor, uh, Philip Connors is. Having a look around in there, you can give me a D6 roll. D6, okay. Never have that out. Apart from when someone has a shotgun handy, that's the, uh, the main use I always find for it. A six. Ah, okay. Just need to find the table now. Mm -hmm. This represents probably a about half an hour or so of looking around. And ah, here we go. Um, you have you find a small box about yay big. Uh, looks when very similar to the larger box that Gerhardt got a little while back. Uh, when he asked for uh, throwing knives, oh yeah, uh, you open the, you open the box up and find three flying fangs in there. So exactly yeah. the same uh, weapon that Gerhardt got. These are kind of like throwing daggers, mm -hmm. and they have a venom uh, causes the person to uh, paralyze. Is that what it is? Yeah. Paralyzed the victim temporarily. We had fun poking each other with them when we first got them. 
and alongside that, um, tucked in what seems to be, as you're looking through various documentation as well, um, something else catches your eye. Which, oh my. Just pull it up. Seems to be a single sheet of paper that doesn't seem to have, um, well, maybe been misfiled, perhaps, is the, uh, the best word for it. Find the. I think, here we go. Yeah, this evidently, it looks like an internal memo or internal report of some kind. No, what do you got there, Doc? Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a letter. Let's see. Frank DeLuca, Chief of Security, Meadham Building, New York City, March 3rd, 1933. Regarding. That's earlier this month. Yes. Hmm. The subject uh, regarding break in at the Connecticut estate, February 24th. My men have completed their investigation of last month's break in at the Meadham estate. Their findings are. One, there is no indication of this being an inside job or of Caduceus staff providing assistance to burglars. Two, the dead guards were killed by sorcerous means. Three, nothing of value was taken, but every building has been searched extensively. Four, the desecration of the temple suggests that the intruders were enemies of the father of snakes. And lastly, five, the lack of dead snakes in the temple indicates that the intruders had nothing to fear from snake venom. The father okay. of snakes is Yig, the one that we were talking about. Oh, hmm. It goes on here. All of these factors indicate that the inner night are involved, given the public nature of the Meadham estate, it will be difficult to defend should they return. No materials relating to Caduceus operations should be stored at the estate for the immediate future. Any artifacts or religious text should be removed to the storeroom on the seventh floor of the Meadham building. And any scientific materials and specimens should be secured in the laboratory in the lower basement. All sensitive documents should be kept in Mr. Meadam's personal safe. Given that we will be unable to relocate the temple, we will retain a presence at the Connecticut estate. I re uh, recommend that we increase the security presence at the estate by three men per shift and double the patrol frequency. We shall have to use human guard Huh, human guards, due to lack of essential resources, and I will vet them personally. Replacements for the trained guard dogs killed by the intruders are also essential. Can I please request that we do not attempt to use those lizard hybrids we experimented with last year? Their, their baying attracted attention from neighbors, and Jenkins needed to have his arm amputated after the incident. Nice. This is Frank DeLuca. And there's an unusual symbol at the bottom lower right corner there. Now here, take a look at that. I don't know what you make of that. Yeah, that's strange. So we know from the letter... We shall have to use human guards. Well, obviously they had 
either hybrid gods or they had uh, lizard uh, snake man gods. So, so this is much vaster than than I was originally thinking. I was. Yeah, but not necessarily nefarious. They apparently have a temple in Connecticut, and they're they're saying that they, you know, might be friendly with the Yigians. Might be a Yigian temple. They said the father of snakes. That's that's Yig, as far as I understand it. Okay. Hmm. And it's Meadham's estate. Meadham is uh, the guy in charge of this whole thing. Well, you know that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And tucked beside that letter, going back, uh, there are the religious texts that are mentioned in the ah. in the memo. Well, these definitely give us some insight into their religious beliefs. That would be fascinating. Not oh. really up my line of uh, expertise, but still interesting nonetheless. Mine neither, but I do have a photographic memory, so let me sit here. Continue. Let's continue looking. There's some interesting stuff up here. It's just a piece of the puzzle. It doesn't mean anything by itself, but it definitely can be put together with all the other things going on. They've told us that they've been at least involved with the snake people for quite some time. So we might just be stumbling on that. That's not really a big deal. But Dr. Gonclavis seemed to be... Gonzalez, yeah. Yeah, Gonzalez seemed to be forthcoming. I mean, I, it does stand to reason to keep some information from us, but I'm not getting the sense that they... That, uh, this, this that seems they're keeping like secrets from up. us? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that sense either. I mean, they are keeping some things, but I, it stands to reason that some things would be kept secret. Sure, there are things that we're not, we're, we're just, it's not like they're going to hand us a book with everything that they're up to. Why would they? Exactly. Completely you know? agree That's why I think my, my method is to gain their trust and, and maybe I'll agree with everything that they have to say, so... Sounds quite reasonable to me. All I know is that we have access to information and to technologies that we couldn't even possibly dream of. We could have lived our whole lives, you know, trying to figure out how a fucking radio works when we could have been figuring out how to teleport things from one planet to another. That just blows my mind. Mine too. I've been prior to Caduceus. I've been working so hard on a vaccine for typhus. It's not far away, but with this, I think we just might have it. Yeah. So let's just keep going through these books. Okay. Uh, the religious texts are written in Nikal. So if you want uh, to give me a Nikal roll, because I think I'm you've got some percentiles on. Struggle with this, but I got an 18. So let's see. I got 24. Not that far away. Yeah, I'll spend six points of uh, luck. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, oh, you know what? I guess I'm sort of absorbing uh, Natal pretty well. This actually makes some sense to me. Yeah. 
mean, it's going to take a little while to, to go through it and extract a lot of the relevant details, but you certainly, you're able to make headway and you are able to understand it. Yeah. Uh, just it, seems to be, it seems to be lots of uh, testimonies. It's, it seems to be accounts, almost like gospels, in a sense. Um, getting, into, getting into the meat of what they mean will take some time, but you are, you are able to understand them. Okay. Uh, we'll skip then down to the basement down to Tyrannish and Gerhardt. So, you head down there. Uh, nothing nothing new from when you've previously been down there, so you're able to get to her door and uh, knock. She, she lets you in and comes inside. Ah, just, just you on your own then this time, dear? Just me today. How are you doing? You look radiant. And I mm. extend the bag of mice. Oh, her eyes open wide. Uh, she puts her claws together and say, gently opens the bag and says, oh, thank you ever so much. Lifts, lifts one, uh, one of the mice up by its tail. Her jaws distend to this wide open mouth and she just lowers this thing in delicately and uh, loving every second of it twisting in her mouth before she finally gulps it down. <sighs> Always like it when they're fresh. Enjoy. Now, and I take out the two books, but I only out loud say, I brought you the book about chess, and I have open in my hand the sign language book. Ah, yes, yes. The, uh, you know, the finer intricacies of the, of the game. Correct. Yes. Oh, I will enjoy, I enjoy reading this. And uh, because she, when she says this, she's tapping the book on sign language. And um, just do a couple of simple, like, hello, whatever, you know, just a couple, just to show, you know. And then I, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. I have some questions about your chess theory. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. I'll probably come back later to um, I'll stay we'll play some chess hang out but and then I make the motion like I'm gonna write or a little bit of a letter with some questions in it later mm -hmm. and then I proceed to let all that go all the pretense go and just enjoy a, a game of chess and I'll time it out for about 45 minutes and then I'll go back to the excuse myself and then go back to the library no worries yeah maybe within 15 20 minutes or so she's she keeps looking at the door and then looking to you and saying, it's, it's unusual that it is just, just yourself that's, uh, that's come here. Oh, the uh, others are studying a few things. Uh, and um, I just wanted to spend some time with you. I wanted to make sure you're okay. I wanted to make sure the books were, the book was in your hands. And uh, once again, I just wanted to, you know, have some alone time. Oh, that's that's very nice and very, very much appreciated. Uh, clawed hand goes across the table and uh, just covers your hand. She says, well, if we've got some time together, there are other games we can play. All right. At that point, the 18 rating slams down on the, on the show. We will fade to black and you know what happens from then. So... <laughs> 
we'll, we'll roll for the effects of that later. Um, over to the Frost Brothers. So you are going to have uh, a chat with your friendly neighborhood mafia. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a bit in shock about what just happened. Yeah, no, they were obviously... Uh, Zane, they were obviously just playing, um, you know, uh, a go instead of chess, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. with you. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool, uh, yeah, so we're going to go uh, talk to the... Uh, we're going to get a, a um, an audience with, uh, with the Mafia. Okay, um, but who are you trying to... Uh, reach out to it specifically. Um, Casale, the guy that you've met previously, one of the lower level mooks that you've uh, watched bumping into, uh, you've seen watching your houses. Uh, who, who is your point of contact? Probably it would be him just because he has been the point of contact the whole way through and, and he can at least get us further to the, the other guys. I've got a pretty good rapport with him now, I feel. That's true, um, especially after you give him a flame gun. He's really happy yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be our uh, our in. Um, I don't know if it's him because I feel like he's too low down the the, the totem pole. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll at least try and uh, discuss with him and get some information. Okay, you meet him then back at the Italian restaurant, the one that's opposite Caduceus, where yeah. uh, we've met him before. Um, he will then suggest that we should probably go to have this conversation somewhere a little bit further away from the uh, from Ground Zero who we're talking mm -hmm. about so yeah. he he offers to drive you back over to the um the restaurant that you went to last night um the place during um, the day is much quieter um there's I, still I look over to connor and i sort of give him a look like are you okay with that why why would i care yeah right yeah that sounds fine we'll uh, we'll go with you to the uh, to the other place in brooklyn i okay. think it was yeah uh, the green garden cafe over in brooklyn yeah. Yep. We we cut over there. Let's say there's still a handful of people there. The place is open. Um, seems to have a nice little lunchtime tray. Um, it's not just mafioso that are there now. There are actually just regular people um, that are out there that are there having lunch, uh, lunch, lunch or brunch. Um, he takes you through into the kitchen and takes it out to a storeroom out back where it's nice and quiet and discreet. Um, and says, "Well, while we're here, is there anything uh, anything we can get for you, food-wise?" Like, my, my shout for the, and he kind of holds up his arm, but still got the snake coiled round it. Um, especially for this, mate, I, I owe you, I owe you a bit more than dinner. Um, yeah, just bring bring us out some uh, some of your best fettuccine. Oh yes, always a good choice. And garlic bread. Mm. Oh, definitely goes goes without saying. <laughs> mate, he pokes it around the door and places an order and says oh, they'll bring it in here when it when it's ready right right so besides a nice spot of lunch what can i what can i do you folks for um so listen um me and me and brother uh went and did a little bit of uh recon to the uh red hook last night um uh -huh. and we're just interested who exactly was the one that heard this rumor about Caduceus having drugs in the warehouses. Where did the, where did this rumor start? Oh, it first came to, as far as I'm aware, our attention through one of our low level uh, one of our low level foot soldiers, uh, a man by the name of Martino Brish, uh, Brishani. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. 
Bresciani. Have I call, met call him Martino? Have I met Martino? No, you haven't met him yet. Okay. Um. Okay. Well. Uh, could is it possible you could get him here? I can I can send word out. It depends where where he is and what he's doing. Um, I mean, I, I'd appreciate it if you just uh, if I, I'd like to have a chat with him if that's possible. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll send out word and see if we can get him here, or at the very at the very worst case scenario, arrange a meeting for when we can get. Him. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be fine. Um, well, listen, we've uh, and I'll put out the the, the, the here's the manifest for. Uh, for one of the warehouses mm-hmm. um and uh there this is you know there was just you know pharmaceutical stuff nothing nothing that was like making for drugs or anything like that um the other warehouse was a little bit too guarded for uh me and my brother to uh to go and have a look at um uh-huh. but we are working on getting the the second manifest but this this Martino, um, how how well do you know? Well, how well do you know him? How far up the food rank is he in in uh, regards to the family? Oh, he's about equivalent to uh, to myself. I mean, he comes from the old country. Um, he's been working for the family for years. Um, there's not much to say that's bad about him at all. Always been always been a loyal member of the family. Well, that's good, because we definitely have a couple of theories about if they are making drugs where they would be doing that, and we'd just like to run them by him. Yeah. And who, I mean, you know, how he heard this rumor, like who he heard it from, where the where the connection from, and, and so on and so forth. No, definitely. I mean, we've, we've asked, apparently one of his um, one of his pawns, one of his uh, contacts out on the street apparently passed it to him. He's, I haven't Say talk to him about it myself because he's under he's under a different uh, a different cell as it were a different a different group. Right. Does he have the uh, Does he have soldiers under under him? No, no. He's he's a soldier himself, so he's not right. a uh, he's not a capo. He doesn't uh, doesn't control a, a group. Right. He's just right. one of one of uh, several in his uh, in the same footing. Right. But yeah, I'll, I can give you a shout when when he comes in. Um, it's. It's probably not going to be today. You'll say it's going to take us a little bit of time to try to track him down, and we don't want to pull him out if his uh, his boss says he's doing something uh, that he's engaged in something. So and who but, is his? Who's his? Uh, who's his boss? Uh, you met him the other night. Uh, that would be our dear friend, Mister bon, uh, Bonventure. Bonventure, right? Okay. All right. Well, um, look, you know. Uh, that I mean, we just want to have a chat to him before we uh we we're go- we're gonna get the second manifest for you. Obviously, you can look through uh, that first one and discuss with your uh with your people. We'll we'll track down the second manifest. Um, but uh, yeah, we want to just just I guess compare notes with uh with uh y- your informant um just to make sure that uh we're all on the same page and everything before uh, me and Connor rush in guns blazing. Uh, to put it that way, no, no problem. Uh, I don't take it then because you've you got the manifest from the first warehouse that there were no problems encountered getting in and out of there. No, no issues at all. Mm-hmm. Good. Which was that was one of the the things we were you know if if they were gonna have 
drugs and if they were making drugs they'd be uh, they there would be more difficulty getting into that facility like i said the second facility was well a lot more well guarded so there is still the potential but you know just seems strange to have the two uh i guess it, one could be a decoy i don't know but um mm. i mean you can see for yourself on this manifest there's there's nothing that would say red flags no, that's fine then. Because uh, I would say the boss was quite adamant he didn't want us going in there until we'd seen info like this. So mm -hmm. um, I'll I'll just admit the part that you've been in there and got it, uh, and just yeah. tell him, hey, you guys have you've got this, and you're working on getting the material from warehouse two. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I can. I'll feed this back up the chain and see see what comes down. Cool. At that point, waiter brings in your uh, fettuccine. And mighty nice it is too. Cool. And a nice dinner is had all round. Right, skip back to Odd and the Doctor. So at this point, then, after you, you'll probably have Odd's having a read through the uh, the Gospels um, over probably a little while, a little while, maybe an hour or so. Mm -hmm. um, and you actually find that uh, Gonzalez a knock on the door at one point and invite. Uh, the doctor across to a separate room where he then presents you with your orientation package. Oh, says, thank you. Uh, just give us a knock on the door when you're done, and then we'll we'll take the uh, the binder away and put it back put it back in storage. Oh, certainly, I'll get on this right away, Doctor. Thank you. Um, oh, it's a pretty blue binder. How nice. Yeah. Uh, he does poke his head back into uh, to Odd just uh, to check on how you're doing. You find um, everything going okay in here? Finding everything you need? Oh. The room is filled with wonders that I would I could spend all night in here reading through. Um, yeah, I I found these uh, I guess these uh, snake person religious texts very interesting. Uh, not sure what information they're going to give me on you know any kind of technology, but it's an interesting insight into their psychology, their mythology. Oh yes, um, yes, this. Uh... Yeah, there's some very, very interesting material in there. You're you're comfortable enough reading the uh, script? Well, you know, I've kind of picked it up. I, I mean, probably a lot of it I don't really understand very, very thoroughly. Um, it's like a modern person trying to understand biblical Greek. Uh, it takes a lot more than just you know knowing some words. But yeah, it's it's only minorly interested. I'm I'm kind of distracted at the moment looking at it, but. Uh, um, there's just so much, you know. I, I, oh, maybe you can point me in the right direction. Something about you know some of the technologies that you've worked on or projects that are going on right now. Yeah, um, at which point then he will guide you over to another part of the archive room to a uh, to a nice. And what the word is now? Filing cabinet. That's it. Huh. Uh, where he flicks through certain folders and then pulls up a manila folder that he hands to you. It's a, oh. his, um, it's admittedly a very good slight overview, but if you wanted to have a have a look through some of the things here, then it can give you an idea of some of the technology that we've been able to um, that we've encountered on our various trips around the world and our various missions, and also being able to put to use here. Marvelous, marvelous. Yeah. So this this again occupies a little bit of time, but this is just in English, so it's not as uh, right. hard to uh, to grasp particularly. Um, there's 
a plethora of stuff here. I, not all of it is certain person technology either. Um, mm -hmm. There's elements which are, yeah, decidedly weirder than what you've come across so far. Mm. Um, again, this is gonna this is gonna be a bit more time to uh, to go through it fully. But there are pictures around as well that um, kind of illustrate some of the stuff in here. One of them that you just uh, find pretty much straight off the bat looking through this. Um, give me a an int roll. I'm sorry, what roll? Uh, int. Intelligence roll. Uh, yeah, I, I got 56 out of uh, 80. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you look at it and think, well, it looks like a whip. And then when you have a look through, you're finding oh, there's references to little teeth marks and tooth marks. It's the, it's a record of the same kind of whip that you found in Bolivia. Oh, yeah. The one that Connor has. Indeed. Uh, it explains a little bit more about what its intended purpose is. Um, these are primarily designed to inflict pain, as you um, as you determined already. Sure. But to a particular creature, um, it refers to the creature as a vormis, or in plural, vormi. Um, that they are almost ape-like or hairy humanoid creatures, um, which have been subjugated in the past by serpent people to be used as slave labour. Hmm. I wonder if they're primitive humans. Is there any way to determine like the time period or probably not? Uh, you're looking at thousands of years. Right, so. right. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe uh, the miss, a missing link. Maybe. They say. Definitely goes far enough back. Um, they do refer to the likes of the Second Serpent Person Empire. So Second Serpent. Millennia ago. Hmm. I, there's just so much, uh, so many technologies. Uh, also, there's a lot of stuff here from, oh, I mean, uh, we got Earth things here. We got Shagai. I mean, we've got, um, we've got Atlantis and Mu. We've got other planets we're talking about in some cases, yeah. other races from other worlds. One of the biggest sections in there particularly does relate to another piece of off-world technology. Um, it's a canister with a little triangular panel on the front with uh, three sockets that's referred to as a Mego brain case. Mego brain case. Uh, uh, capable I... of holding a human brain or any other brain of a being that they can extract from the skull and then place into almost a bioelectrical mechanism that can use it to store the intelligence of the creature, but also to potentially use it as a battery. So the brain oh. becomes a power source. My mind is blown. <laughs> Appropriately. <laughs> uh, the thing that's kind of scary to me is, does this Ennite have access to this kind of technology as well? I mean, well, if, if they've come across it, so if uh, if Caduceus have come across these things, then the night may have. It's a wonder that we still exist on the planet. Mm -hmm. Listen, do we have any other scientific facilities uh, around that uh, 
that have things going on. I don't know. I'm very curious. I want to get involved in all of this. Well, we, um, this is Gonzalez, obviously. He's, just, he's, he's pottering around while you're reading. He's kind of uh-huh. keeping half an eye on you just to make sure that you're not taking anything out of the folder. But he says that there's, we've got plenty of, uh, let's say, regional hubs or uh, offices out in the field, definitely. I mean, we, we've got places in Africa that we use, uh, places down in Australia. Uh, we try to have a position whereby we can react to anything that develops in the world within the shortest possible time. So, yeah, we've got Europe, uh, we've got one up in Russia. It's, um, yeah, pretty cold up there. Yeah, we've, got, we've got them all over the place. Obviously, to, to varying degrees of complexity, but yes, our operation is truly global. So I imagine you just have to find places that you can keep the secrets that you... Jeez. Oh, we don't so want the real world to find out any of this shit. Indeed. Uh, in some cases, we've been able to utilize former uh, serpent, pe- uh, serpent person laboratories and their installations because they are inherently secretive or inherently hidden. So that, that does half the work for us. In other cases <laughs> where, it's, yeah, where it's more open, then we've had to scale back operations there just in case humanity does find out. What's I just sort of had, had visions in my heads of... Uh old abandoned New York subways and things like that with secret labs. And <laughs> it well, sounds the, marvelous. Well, the building here, the Megan building does go down uh, quite a few levels. Uh, we have, uh, we have extensive subterranean laboratories here. Um, yeah. the, lower, the lower levels are um, unfortunately um, off limits to yourselves at this point, because this is mainly, it's mainly for inner circle activity down there. See, doc, are you, are you in charge of all the scientific research, or obviously Medium is in charge of everything? You could, I don't want to put myself on too high a pedestal. Um, you could say that I'm kind of the advisor on the scientific front, but obviously I'm not the head of anything because, say, as you quite rightly said, uh, Mr. Medium is the head of everything. Right. But you, you could say I'm the kind of his scientific advisor, yeah. You decide what what experiments are going on. I oversee the experiments that are going on. I don't decide what experiments are going on. Can I do a psychology role to see if I really trust this guy? You can certainly give me a try. Yeah. I don't know how much psychology. But... Yeah, no. <laughs> I think that I do really trust him because he seems very forthcoming on anything that I ask him. Mm-hmm. Sounds reasonable. And should I take a sanity roll on my tier two package as I'm starting to choke on what the hell I'm reading? Uh, it's not a ro- it's not a sanity roll. It's just a straight sanity loss. Uh, <laughs> but this is about it's like reading a mythos tome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So give me a D four for your sand loss. A D four, just straight up. Two. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, some quite uh, revelatory reading you've got there. But, but. And you gain five points of the Cthulhu Mythos skill as well. Adi, are you, do you, have you read the, 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 
What's that you say in the Dr. Marcel? Yeah, we've experienced it. <laughs> oh my. Ah. Doc, it's delightful that you're so innocent. The, 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 we're standing on a potential tremendous windfall of breakthroughs, but right next to horrific potential for calamity. Yeah, the problem is we got to keep this all a secret. It doesn't... Uh, it, uh, this, this inner night does not seem like... Uh, 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 like they are going to be keeping things for secret much longer if they if they get their intended uh, plan to unfold, that if we must, even know what that is. That, the Ennanite have been around for thousands of years. There must be something keeping them in check and something keeping them from acting. They would have acted a long time ago. My guess is it's numbers, that there just aren't enough of them yet. Or maybe they're just playing the long game. Maybe they are developing something that could wipe us out in one fell swoop. Maybe. Gonzalez pipes up at that point when you're saying about they've, they've been around for thousands of years. Um, point, point of order. Uh, the worshippers of Sathogra have certainly been around for a very long time, but the, the Inner Night is only a, most, a more recent faction, a name for that particular faction. Oh, uh, is it? They've only really been organized within the last few years. Just few years. Oh, so it, it may in fact be, I mean, the way religion works in our own world, that it might go on for thousands of years being rather benign, and then some radical group comes up and suddenly makes Christianity or uh, uh, Islam or Judaism uh, into a fanatical religion, uh, which gives every, all the rest of the religion a bad name. For all we know, this Sathagua worshippers were not that bad until something happened that changed Ooh, their... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so... I'm not so um, from, what, from what I know, obviously, this is uh, from, from what I've read and what I've experienced. Um, I would categorically paint all of the worshippers of Sathagra with the same brush. I would say they are all, all bad, all evil, all inhuman. But just the inner night is just another, think of it as a revival of Sathagra worship. Yeah. It's, it went into decline, but then you can give me psychology roles, because he does deliberately pause. My tremendous psychology Ooh. ability. Uh, can I spend eight luck? You can spend as much luck as you like. I will spend eight luck. Okay. Uh, he very, very nearly, you can, he almost, you can hear the word almost uh, manifest in his lips. He almost says she. And then he, pour, he stops himself and says, before someone resurrected the religion and then used it for their own purpose. Doc, you're, you're holding back on us for something. Uh, now, uh, I got two docs, so I'm calling you both Doc. Uh, Dr. Marcel, I'm talking to Dr. Gonsalves. 
Dr. Gonsalves. You, I don't know how familiar you are with our friend uh, Johnny uh, Adovino. Oh, yes. Yes, I He's know. currently on a, another mission, but yes, you know, he has, he has a very interesting gift in that he can touch things and read them somehow. He can see things and faces and memories and uh, when we were in Borneo, he uh, he touched the uh, um, the Fumal Hot Bomb and was able to see, uh, believe Meetum overseeing its construction. Mm-hmm. He touched something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he saw a woman that by all descriptions now I would say was a snake woman uh, in disguise as a human. She had had uh, burns to her face, as I recall, he said. Are we talking about somebody like that? You can see he's becoming a little bit more uncomfortable as you're describing her. Everything we say is, you know, between us. Also that uh, the queen, uh, Queen Tyrannish downstairs, she says, I mean, her crown was missing. Somebody has that crown. Somebody was there and stole that crown. I, he kind of steps closer towards you, not, not with a hostile intent, but just to lower his voice and likewise bids the, uh, the doctors come in. I would very much advise that this line of discussion doesn't come up with Mr. Meadham present. I mean, I can, I can talk about it because I've, I've not got the kind of connection that he has. His daughter, Rose, was killed and her form taken by one of the representatives of the inner night, we think their leader. And she tried to undermine this organization from within. And to say that it had an impact upon her father would be a bit of an understatement. I can well imagine. Yes, the um, the burns that she sustained were as a result of a confrontation between um, Mr. Meadham's uh, bodyguard. Uh, you'll probably meet him when the uh, when the briefing takes place, uh, Mr. Canning. Yes, um, it was a very very bad day for everyone concerned. Yeah, um, the the person that might go by the name Rose Mead and now is certainly not Rose, is not a human being and we believe is the, the leader of the NNI. Thank you very much for explaining that to me. It, bring, it brings a lot of thoughts in my head together. But yeah, like I said, don't, uh, don't go mentioning it around the big guy. He will... Um... Well, it's a sensitive subject. Yes, I imagine. Yeah, incredibly sensitive subject. But uh, all right. So, 
you understand that I'm a man of curiosity. Yes, very much so. I'm a man who likes to stick his nose into business and understand what's going on all the way around him. Mm-hmm. What's going on over in Red Hook? He blinks. Um, what is Red Hook? What any particular part of it? Oh yeah, the warehouses that are owned by Caduceus. Oh yeah, and we have goods that are shipped in and out of there fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some pharmaceutical stores that we have there, mainly because this is our regional hub on the east coast. If we have any need to send out medical supplies at short notice, they go up and down the east coast from here, plus across the Atlantic as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that uh, that one of our team members, uh, Magnus. Uh, was on board uh, a ship uh, that was, uh, he was on a mission, I I believe for Caduceus, uh, a while back. And he found bits and pieces of uh, teleporter, uh, the same sort of machine that we discovered when we were in Borneo. Right. And it was being uh, taken, I believe, to uh, that's why I ask about uh, Red Hook because um, it seems there's probably more there than pharmaceuticals. I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I say I get all these things stuck in my head. I'm just curious. No, no, as, as far as I'm aware, it's just, it's just pharmaceutical stores. Just pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and medical supplies. There's, there's nothing else beyond that that we need to uh, transport at short notice. Mm-hmm. That's just nothing. Does, does Dr. Conclavis Ken, uh, seem squeamish at all in that explanation? Do you want to give me a psychology roll? Darn, I wish my last <laughs> Magnus, is, Magnus is definitely saying yes, give me a psychology roll. <laughs> I, I failed it again, but I only failed it by one this time. Oh, here, so I'll let you see. Oh. No. Oh, yeah, I'm way off at 86. That was an 11. That was a pretty good roll. So I lost another buck. Okay. Um, he is not being entirely truthful with you, but he is, um, yeah, he's definitely holding something back. Okay, well, at the same time, I want to do my best to reassure him mm-hmm. you know, that we're on the same side um, so that he doesn't, like, freak out and think I'm a spy or something. Uh-huh. Um, what would I use, like, persuade or... Your choice of persuade or maybe even charm. Sure. Well, let's see, my charm is 15 and my persuade is 10. Oh, boy. Big choice. <laughs> Go with charm. I'm charming. Oh, roll off the table. Here we go. I got an 85, so I'm not able to reassure him in that manner. But <laughs> I'm still reassuring him. He does not seem alarmed, put it that way. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I suddenly say things that, uh, you know, I stick my nose in places, but I'm not a spy. Oh, Adi, but we are all, we are all curious minds. We're researchers, scientists, and doctors. We wouldn't be good in our fields if we weren't so curious. (laughs) Indeed. Very, very true. Uh, He looks at his watch quite pointedly at that point and says, um, I have a meeting set with the boss uh, 
regarding that recording that we had a look at earlier. Sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to make tracks. But if you need anything, um, fill it around the corner in, uh, in at the quartermaster's office. We'll probably be able to help you as much as I can. Sure. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got to run. So I will see you hopefully in not too distant future. They'll probably send word down to say that there's going to be a... Uh, There'll be a briefing regarding this situation in Oklahoma fairly shortly. Excellent. Perfect. Thank right, you. Thanks. Uh, he, and as soon as he leaves, I turn to the doctor and I say, I hope it doesn't hurt much. The interrogation. As they're probably going to interrogate us now, thinking yeah. that we know something more than what we do, but have, I don't think you, so. Maybe not. Maybe. Have, maybe. have you gone through an interrogation? Oh, no. No. I think that I didn't. I didn't reveal everything that I know either. So. Well, it, it would, it stands to reason that they understand. We know there's tiers of secrecies here. And, and of course we'd be curious about what the next tier would be. It, that's very reasonable. I think there's nothing out of the ordinary here. I don't think that Dr. Gonzalez actually knows about the bugs. He may not be high enough clearance. I don't know how deep this rabbit hole goes. That's part of what I was after was his clearance. And I think he's right at the top. So if he doesn't know about it, but we got another clue. Meadham's daughter was murdered and taken over by a snake person. And she was part of this organization. It's very possible that she could have set something up over there at the warehouse without the rest of the organization knowing about it and that that our Dr. Gonsalves has no clue that that she's done this and they're still the internet is still operating over there so how can we get this information to Dr. Gonsalves without spilling the beans that were the ones knowing it can we get maybe photographs and just sort of anonymously mail them I think that we need to determine if that's what we believe or not, because if it is what we believe and we are on Meadham and Gonsalves' side, we'll just tell them. We'll tell them what we know, but let's make sure first. I think we might be running into the end of night secret operations. I think you're right. There's, there's still too much unknown, but... I think you're right. Because so far from the things that we've seen here in this facility, we don't see things that are designed to kill a bunch of people. We've seen things that are designed to teleport people or cure medical problems or, you know, we have weapons. Of course, everybody has weapons. But if, we, if that's a, a weapon of mass destruction, one that could be released on the city and murder all the humans in the city, with giant mosquitoes, poisonous mosquitoes, doesn't seem like Caduceus. It seems like the end of night. Yeah, didn't didn't uh, Connor and Magnus mention that 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 bug? There were many, many more. Yeah, a breeding station for them. Exactly. <sighs> we'll chat later. Elsewhere. We can't we can't take any of this with us back to our room, so let's leave it here. But. We have access. We might get to come back in here. This is all sorts of interesting stuff. Fascinating. Archive. You have to leave. You have to leave the packet, though. You read yeah. through it. Yes. Oh my God. Crazy, yeah. isn't it? 
I would have never guessed in a thousand years. On that Speaking note, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, was going to suggest this is probably going to be a good point for everyone to start coming back together then. So as the uh, the Frost brothers have finished um, having uh, a very nice uh, lunch at the restaurant, uh, Cassell can drop you back over here and you probably meet meet up down in Odd's lab. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Magnus, um, did you hear the strange noises coming? Yeah, there's a oh, weird yeah. hissing noise coming through the vent. They should get oh, that check. strange. So strange. At the other end of that hissing sound, uh, Gerhard, could you please give me a sanity check? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Five, oh, four. Oh, four. Oh, four was that? Yeah. Oh. You are remarkably calm. Uh, then, well, Let's say you are not driven to terror by the experience. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we pick up a little while later, that, cur that curtain lifts as you're sat there on the, on the side of the bed next to her. She's gently stroking, uh, stroking your arm. You know, wow. a long, long time ago, I did have a, a human husband. Yeah, I've always found humanity fascinating. That was different, but not unpleasant. It was one of the one of the nicest moments, well, bittersweet moments of my uh, former life when when he eventually passed. Because unfortunately, you are but fleeting fleeting presences on this earth. But I fulfilled his last wish, and I ate him. Hmm. Still remember his taste. Kind of longing look uh, comes over her eyes. And I'll <laughs> caress her cheek. Oh. Don't let me detain you too long, as you said that you, know, you had a little time. That your friends are probably uh, finishing their their activities upstairs. But please do do come by any time. Oh, I'll see you soon. Hopefully, not too long. Get myself fixed up, and I head off to uh, to um, the odds uh, laboratory. Okay. Uh, which point then you're probably the last to uh, to come in, uh, while the other the other four have uh, already set up there. Oh, get how good you're here. Oh, Jesus, you smell like sex. Um, look, I got some more information that that has let me put together a secondary theory. And I just sort of lean in. I, I have them all lean in so that we're just being really quiet. And I say, Meetham had a, had a daughter named Rose. Okay. Rose was murdered by a lizard man, a snake man, uh, and then, or a snake woman. And then she infiltrated Caduceus, pretending to be the daughter. At which point, uh, she's the head of, of the dark, the, the, the inner night. I think that it's likely that she set up that lab that you were in and that they might still be operating it underground because she was part of this organization. She could have, she could so have she set, set up all up sorts of things. a secret lab in the basement of one of their busiest shipping operations. It's a perfect place to hide it. That I was shipped out of. Yeah, but how are they going to get to the base? So look, here, anyone I'll go to your theory with another theory. We learned about the mafia that wanted to investigate oh, yeah. Caduceus. 
Okay, and he heard from an informant. So I want to get a meeting with him and follow, and perhaps he might this lead us Rose right lady. back to yeah. this Rose lady. Okay. Well, maybe. And they're trying to get their research material back. Maybe she started this research project, but, but it's Caduceus continued on without her. Yeah. Caduceus How do you know that you weren't talking to a lizard man or a snake man? How do any of us know that anybody on the street is? I mean, I checked his shadow. He was fine. When I shook his hand, he felt like, I mean, he he was warm. There's a lot more going on here than what we think. And the thing is, is that Dr. Gonzalez seemed to be extremely open with all of the information that he was giving me. And I, I hinted around at the lab, which I never actually told him about. He didn't seem to have a clue. Or you just there. didn't tell you. It's not the same thing. But trust me, he, I would have been able to tell if he knew something about it. But the Ooh. thing is, is that I don't think that he did. I think this Rose character, she was Meetham's kid. She could have done anything she wanted in the organization. She was so- second in charge. Caduceus might not even know about that second. Oh, no, that's, they know that's about That's what it. I'm saying. They know about it. They 100%. I was shipped out of there. They're working it. You weren't shipped Caduceus out of that lab. You were shipped out of that warehouse. They know yeah. about the warehouse. Yeah, but the lab, the lab is in not the like basement. Hidden. It's, it's not hidden. There's a door that goes to the basement to the and lab. And the stairs. It's not, like it's a, not concealed it's, at all. It's not a <laughs> hidden doorway. They fucking know it's there. They're not going to go, I wonder what's behind that door. They oh, have a ton won. of people guarding it. The other warehouse they without the lab is a garden. You're probably right, <laughs> but we got to no keep way. we got to keep our minds open. At you, that point, uh, just as you're saying, you got to keep your um, keep your minds open. Um, Odd sees something move out of the corner of his eye, and sliding over his shoulder, uh, almost as someone's reaching past him, you see a snake-scaled hand, and then it just clamps down on your shoulder. On my shoulder? On your shoulder. And you will leave it there for tonight. (laughs) Ah, clampy shoulders. Uh, Where is it? This this game is crazy. (laughs) Our players included Stuart Lipley, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melanchog, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a virtual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. (laughs) 